This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Seeing Other People Unfiltered is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. Their happy gummies and their calm gummies cured my dating anxiety, and I am so grateful. You should try them. You need to try them. Don't take my word for it. See for yourself. Head to MindsetWellness.com. Fill up your cart with those happy gummies to take before a date and the calm gummies to take after a date, and use code seeing other people at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Hi, my name is Jenna. I'm 26 years old, and I am currently living in Austin, Texas. I'm here to just kind of talk about my dating history and just also talk about um, just like my current life. And um, I'm in a really good spot in life, but uh, just like a lot of like tops and turns like around that. 
For sure. Well, I'm so excited to have you here and I can't wait to get into all of this. So we, a little background, we spoke last week about how kind of you're in this good place with your life. Yes, of course, there's like ups and downs with dating, but like you feel like you're in a really good spot and you feel good about who you are and and what's going on. But a lot of people in your life who are, you know, maybe in relationships, engaged on whatever, you know, part of their journey that they're on, whenever they talk to you, it seems like they bring up the fact that you're single. Yeah, that is like a really, yeah. And it's because like, I would say, I would definitely say about 90% of my friends are in some form of like serious relationship. Either it's like been a long-term relationship or they're engaged or like they're getting engaged or they're married. Or I just now have like one of my first friends who's having a kid. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. Which I'm so excited for her and her husband. Like that kid is going to be so stinking cute. Um, so I'm just, I'm really excited for that. But, um, yeah, like I, you know, I think about like, at like all stages of my life, like, you know, even going back to high school, like, cause I, I'm a, the kind of person that has like a lot of friends, like, and I keep in touch with like a lot of my friends too. And I'm from Austin. So, um, a lot of like, you know, my like long-term friends, like, you know, we're also like here in the city and it's like all of my like closest friends from high school, they're all either like in a long-term relationship or they're engaged or they're getting married Um, I was, I had like a really kind of jam packed college experience. (laughs) So I didn't, um, I didn't start off like going to the same college for four years. I was on a college dance team. It was called, uh, Rangerettes and it's a two year college. It's a two year program, but I have a lot of close friends from that team, like lifelong sisters. And I was in my closest inner circle of friends there. All of them are married. Um, a lot of them married their high school sweethearts, but a lot of them married like people that they met in college. And then, um, after Ranger Rats, I went to A&M and at A&M, like I was involved in like all these different organizations and all these different things. And I would say like 90% of my friends there are also like in long-term relationships or they're getting engaged or they're getting married. And then even post A&M, like, you know, moving back here to Austin, I, uh, met friends like about a year ago and I have like a really close circle of friends here in Austin. And in that year, um, a lot of them like have acquired these like great relationships and have these like great long-term relationships now. And so I would say like, even like in my closest circle of friends, um, and even in like, you know, like the outer circles of friends of people that I like would still consider people that I like love, but don't necessarily talk to every day. I would say like, I maybe only have like three or four people that I'm like really close with in my life who are still single and are actively dating. Um, and this is kind of like the first time in my life that I have felt, I guess, like pressure to be in a relationship, but not even just like pressure. I've always like being in a relationship was like something that I've desired for, probably like five or six years now. I didn't start dating till I was older. Um, so, you know, this is just kind of like the, my first time in my life navigating through this. Yeah. And it sounds like it's really, I mean, just from your different college experiences and the people you've met since it, it really is like everyone except for a few people. Like it's, it is the definition of being like one of the only single people in the friend group. Yeah. Yeah. I, it is very much. And like, not even just like 
one friend group. It's like every single friend group. And, you know, so like about me and kind of like my dating history, I never, I, I waited a really long time before I started dating. I was a really serious, like competitive dancer growing up. And, um, and like in high school, I, I just wasn't confident. Like I wasn't confident about myself. Like, and I mean, honestly, like I looked around and I was like, all of these guys are like stupid and they're kind of mean. And I don't, but I, I, none of these people are my husband. So why would I waste my time? Like <laughs> totally. also like most people don't date in high school. I like, guess there are people who like somehow like, luckily meet their person and it just works. But for the most part, like people don't go on dates in high school. No. Yeah. Like, or, and also like my parents had like really strict. Okay. So my mom is like, was a professor at UT um, and educational psychology. So she's like really big about like psychology and like the mind and stuff. And so like, I I grew up in a great home with like very loving parents with like the psychological rules that they had on my sister and I were like crazy because we were allowed to have a boyfriend at any age, but you couldn't go on dates until you were 16. So So what are you supposed to do with that? That's what are you supposed to do? And so, and and then it's like, if you had a boyfriend, group dates were fine until you were like, you know, at any age, but you couldn't go on a double date until you were 16. And it's like, like, I know my mom got this out of like one of her like parenting books that like one of her colleagues wrote or some shit like that. I don't even know. So I just had no interest in like even engaging in that in high school. And then the dance scene that I was like on, um, it's a really brief experience because you only get to be on it for two years. And I- It sounds like it's like Navarro College vibes. It is. So funny enough, Kilgore College does play Navarro. And like- No way. Yeah. And so it's, and I'm pretty sure like that the producers of like cheer did come to kill war first or like have approached kill war before there is like a lot of overlap, but we do play Navarro and like, we like the teams like yeah. to know about each other um, wow. and Trinity Valley. And so uh, Trinity Valley also has a dance team. That's like really similar to the dance team that I was on as well. Um, TVCC. TVCC. Yes. <laughs> and so, yeah. I, <laughs> but, such a dirt. Yeah, but like, so you only get to be on it for two years. It's a really special experience. And I, um, like just, I, I had like one kind of like, like I had like my first kiss when I was like a freshman in college and it was with a guy in the youth group there and he was really nice, but I just, you know, I was like, I just want to be a ranger. I, I like want to be here. I have plenty of, I was also always told you have your whole life to date. Like, you know, you always meet someone. So I was like, okay, like whatever, I'll just do this later. And, um, so I didn't start dating until, uh, going into A&M. So going in, so I was 20 years old. Um, so I guess like I've been dating now for about like six years. Uh, so came into like the dating game, like a little bit later, um, and I don't like regret that decision by any means, but yeah, it's definitely like, I think about like all the experiences that I've had in dating. And then I think about like how short of a time, like six years it's been. And I'm like, wow, like that's like a lot of experiences, even in just like this short amount of time period. Absolutely. And, and I don't even think like starting dating at 20 is really like behind because like, yeah, I like made out with guys in college and like had crushes on people, but like, did I ever go on an actual date 
in my four years at Syracuse? No, like that just wasn't, it was so different. Like I don't consider that my dating life actually started until I like graduated college and was in New York city, like using dating apps, like everything before that. Yes. Like there were feelings involved and I had my heart broken and stuff, but it was so like, it was just so different. Yeah. Yeah. It it really, yeah. And like, I would definitely say like, obviously like dating in college versus like dating out of college has like been really different for me. But um, yeah, I I would say like my dating started when I was like 20 um, and I like met my first boyfriend as like a summer camp counselor (laughs) out in in Austin. And uh, he was a great guy. Like, I mean, we're still on good terms to this day, but like, you know, it was it kind of like the stars aligned because, you know, he he went to AM and like I was transferring there and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is this is perfect. Like, you know, and he was uh, and I literally, I mean, even before him, like I, I really never even like had even talked to a guy. I'd like maybe talked like to like one other dude. And then like he was the first guy that like I was just like, oh my gosh, like I think that this guy likes me, but like I'm not sure. And like now, like I, like older and like going through dating, it's like, yeah, that's you for like two months too long were like confused if this dude liked you or not. Of course he did. Like, you know, and so um yeah, it, that was a pretty crazy experience. (laughs) So what has it? You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic. And when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend who happens to be a doctor And she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family 10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed 
for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right, I know that everyone has their hands up. And I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi-infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. I've been like over the last few years, you know, as you're seeing all of your friends settle down and get engaged, get married, start to have babies. Like obviously you mentioned you're 26 and I know, I, I know that it's like a cultural thing where like that happens usually earlier in the South. Yeah. So like I'm now, I'm turning 28 and my friends are starting to get married. And even that for me is like a huge shift. So I'm curious for you, like how you've felt about all of that. I know you mentioned, of course, you're so happy for your friends, but like, how have you felt watching all this happen while you're maybe not doing those things? Yeah. So the first round, the first wave of friends getting married. So like my friends who married their high school sweethearts, I was like really happy for them. And I'm also the kind of person where it takes me a little bit to like process, I guess, what's going on, especially with like that kind of stuff. And I think like when the first wave hit, I kind of was like, okay, like 
my time will come. And like, you know, I haven't been dating for that long. Like, you know, it's, it's fine. Like they've been, they're marrying their high school sweethearts and like, they're all perfect for each other. And like, this is great. Um, but now I think the, it's like getting harder because I have been like dating more and I haven't had a lot of success in dating, um, which, what do you like define as success in dating, you know, but like, um, and so I think now, like now that I'm 26 and it's like, I am seeing all of my friends like get married and like have kids that to me is like not as much pressure. Like I, I don't feel as much pressure as my friends who are like getting into like new relationships. And mm-hmm. it's not like that. And I think it's just because it's like my friends who are getting like married and having kids, like I'm happy for them, but like that, it doesn't really affect me. Cause I'm like, that is just like so far down the line. Like I'm not right. even, I've never, I've never been the person that's like, Oh, like I have to get married like right now. And like, I have this clock, like for me personally, I, I do want to get married and have kids one day, but I, if that means that I'm in my thirties when that happens, like that is not going to be a problem for me. Um, I'm not going to just settle for the first person that I like. Um, and you know, a lot of it too, is I feel like that, like the older that I've gotten, like whether you like it or not, the older you get, like the more serious dating, like kind of has to get, I've kind of like missed my window of opportunity to just date to date. And it's like, I could do that, but I feel like I would be wasting my time. Um, by doing that and it's not necessarily like it's not necessarily like I feel that way because like all my friends are like getting engaged and married um I I just personally like feel that way about like what I want out of life now um it can be like really really hard to just like navigate because you feel like really alone and and it, it does put stress like on the relationships with your friends because it's like your friends also want to like be there for you too. And like, they know that like, you know, it's like an awkward situation and you know, the relationship dynamic does just change a lot. And it's hard to like re-navigate the friendship whenever that like, you know, your friends like are finding their people. What have some of those changes looked like in your friendships? Um, I think a lot of it, well, one, one is like, you know, something that I've like had to talk about with certain friends, but it's like, you know, I love, they, I love all of my friends, boyfriends, husbands, fiancés, et cetera. But something I've had to tell them is like, look, I know you love them, but I don't want them knowing all of my drama or like all my tea. Like I don't, if I'm on the phone and like, I've told them, I was like, look, if I like, if I'm on the phone and I'm calling you like, and you have me on speakerphone and your boyfriend is there, please ask me before, (laughs) before like, you know, I start talking because I don't want them to see like me crying about a guy or like, you know, me talking about like something vulgar, you know, I don't have that relationship with them. They're not my boyfriend. So it's like, please don't do that. And it's hard. The thing is though, is that, something that I've learned seeing my friends like get married and engaged is that it's also like real friends of mine have like been able to like look at this and see that I'm not there yet. And they've also made the effort to like continue like the relationship and friendship with me, like, and like 
not just kind of like leave me aside. And what that really looks like is like, they are still hanging out with me just like one-on-one they're um like you know they're asking about like things and like my life and like what i'm doing they're not trying to like drag their boyfriend everywhere um yeah so i think that that's something that i'm like really grateful for that they've done i love to hear examples of that happening because i think that's a huge problem that people run into when they're in this phase of life where you know people's timelines start to be different and, and what's going on in, in people's lives and partnerships end up being different and a lot of people feel really left behind by their friends who are moving forward and meeting people and settling down and i am so glad to hear that they still you know make time for you one-on-one and i think what you brought up the first point about like saying to them like like I love you but like you're my friend like I don't need your boyfriend fiance (laughs) husband to hear everything like I think that is so important and such an important thing to call out and boundary to set because I do see that happen all the time where it's like oh well like we all we could like tell our friends secrets but of course like my friend is going to tell her per you know and it's like no that that's not I didn't tell you this for you know like Jack over there to know I don't know him like that and I don't want him to know that about me and so that's amazing that like you were able to speak up about that and that was respected on their end and you know just just back to that second point about your friends still making time for you and, and prioritizing you and and not leaving you behind I think that's something that I know a lot of people struggle with and and just to anyone who is struggling with it like take a page out of out of this book and if you miss your friend, if you feel like the friendship is changing, like you can speak up, you know, your friend might be caught up in wedding planning or like they just got engaged or they're having whatever it it is that they're going through. And they might not realize like, Oh, like my friend misses me. Like I haven't, you know, put in that effort to like spend one-on-one time with them and they just might not be thinking about it. It doesn't mean they're not considerate. It doesn't mean they don't still love you and care for you. But sometimes we all just need a little reminder. Like there's so much happening in the world right now in everyone's lives, work stuff, personal stuff. And like, if you care about a friendship, it's equally on you. Even if you feel like, well, I shouldn't have to put in the effort. Like they're the one who's, you know, like pulling away, but maybe they don't realize they're pulling away. And so I think, you know, if you care about the friendship and want to salvage it, it's, it's completely worth the, a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit scary conversation that will so pay off. And if this person really is your friend and does want to care about you and be with you, they will be so understanding and probably feel really bad that you felt like this. Yeah. And like, I know, I know all of my friends, like when they hear like my dating stories or just like my dating failures and, you know, and there are times too, where I will literally be calling my friend and I'm like, put me on speakerphone. Cause I do want their friend. I like do. You want the advice. You want yeah. the perspective. Like, for or I'm sure. just like this. I was like, y'all will not believe what I just went through and I need everybody in the world to know this, what the fuck yeah. is happening. And so, but, um, there are situations when, because I think that this is like another thing too that I have really tried to express to my friends who are in long term relationships, etc. Is that like I don't ever want to make them feel bad for that, and that there are times where it like literally just sucks. And I mean, I'm gonna. It's exactly like what I told you last week. Like, for example. Um, I got out of a relationship recently. It was really brief, but it was, um, you know, really sad. Um, and on like 
uh, that Thursday, like me and this guy broke up and I had to then hop on a plane to go to one of my best friend's weddings in Tennessee. Then I had to come back on Sunday, uh, traveled all day to, for on Monday for me and my best friend to go to our other friends, um, like bridal, like we had to go to David's bridal to get our, uh, bridesmaids dresses picked. And then I had to drop off the friend that I came with to her boyfriend's house to go to the mall to go buy stuff for a different friend's bachelorette that weekend. And while I'm texting, I have a couple friends in Austin um, who are like their boyfriends don't like they don't know, but like their boyfriends are going to propose to them soon. And I had two boyfriends like reach out to me because I'm helping them plan their engagement stuff and they're texting me at the same time that I'm doing all of this and then I had to go home and like look through stuff like on the registry for my cousin's wedding and then I cried for hours <laughs> for literal hours because that sucks and like you know my the friend that I went to for like uh David's bridal for like you know she texted me because she knew something was up. I didn't want to say anything, but she knew something was up. And I like really appreciated that. And like the friend that I dropped off at her boyfriend's house, that girl's like one of my best friends, like literally one of my best friends. And um, like, you know, she like called me and I told her, I was like, I never want you guys to feel guilty for having the partners and like being in love, especially that girl, because that girl and I had we started our friendship, like we became friends like about four years ago, whenever both of us got out of like serious relationships. And like, since then we had both been single. We had had these like two or three monthers where it's like, we're exclusively seeing each other, like almost a relationship, like sort of things. Like her and I had both had that, but like never a solid, like this is my boyfriend. And she recently started dating a guy who's awesome. And I really like him this past January. And like now, you know, like navigating that friendship is like very different and new, but like, you know, we have had like a lot of like big heart to hearts where she was like, you know, I told her like, I don't ever want you to feel guilty for like, you know, anything that you do with your boyfriend, like out of everyone I know, like, I'm so happy for you because like, we've gone through like, a time of singleness together and we've seen the highs and lows together. And so, you know, it's just, it's stuff like that where it's like your friends, whenever like you are the single person, your friends do need to come out to you and like, I guess like have empathy, but like you also kind of need to do your part and being like reassuring them that like, you're not mad at them, that like you're not judging them or jealous of them, that you really are truly happy for them. And like, I know on that day, on that Monday, that just, that just was a shitty day. There was nothing that nobody could do for me. And I wasn't asking for anything, you know, but, and I know one day, like my time will come. Like I, I have full faith in myself that one day I am going to find my person and everything's going to work out. And it's probably not going to be on the timeline of my friends and that's okay. Um, but it's scary. Brave the uncomfortable. 
Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive-compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started Presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a Presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, Presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, I'm like, I was like smiling, laughing as you were mentioning this whole saga of events because it's like, you were literally living the same life, except for the fact that like, when I do this stuff, I didn't just get out of like, I didn't just go through a breakup and I'm not still single. And like, I always imagine now, like, cause I do have single friends. Like my, some of my best friends are single and I imagine doing all of the things that I'm doing with a, a different bridal shower, engagement party, wedding every single weekend. And I'm like, I think, I do think to myself, like, thank God I'm in a relationship because I, can't imagine how hard this would be single. And I can't imagine how hard this would be when you're hurting and going through a breakup. And so, I mean, first of all, you're an incredible friend. It sounds like you're, you love your friends so much and you support them so much and you've been so transparent with them about all of that. And, and I like applaud you for that so much, but just like really give yourself credit for doing all of this because it is not easy. It's not cheap. That's a whole other episode, yeah, but no. <laughs> it, it, it it takes a lot. And for you to go through all of that and, and not like hold resentment and, and be wholeheartedly so happy for your friends is something so incredible and like so unique to you and something that like I don't see all the time. So just know that like you're doing amazing and 
I, I think everything you said about like, you know, you'll meet the right person and it's just not going to be on the timeline that everyone else is on. Like that's okay. And I'm glad that you see it that way because there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's the hard part is that like, there is no right or wrong timeline and things are going to happen to different people at different times. And we just, there's so much pressure, like to want to do it all at the same time. I know one of my um, best friends for like half my life, she when we got out, when we first graduated college, she had met somebody very quickly after and her group of like five girlfriends were all single and like going out every night. But she had just met this guy who she ended up dating for two years. And I remember the whole time they were like, but you're missing out on like our fun twenties, like our single fun twenties, this, this time we have together. And you're just like, not a part of it because you're with him. And like, they made her feel guilty for being in this relationship and for not going out and having these like single girls nights out. And then she and this guy broke up and those four girls all got into serious long-term relationships. And it was yeah. the exact opposite. Cause then she's like, okay, I'm here. I'm ready. And they're like, well, sorry, you missed your chance. Yeah. And it's just like, you have to have empathy for both sides because I mean, I also like on the same coin, I do have like friends who married their high school sweethearts or like friends that like did marry people out of college. And then, you know, I've always like, I've never supported this mindset, but people are like, oh, but like they, you know, they never got to see what was out there. Like, you know, they never got to like see what was out there and they never really got to date. They just like basically like implying that they settled, implying that like they regret it. And it's like, you know, I bet a lot, a lot of them have come to me and they're like, yeah, there was a point in my life where I thought about breaking up with this person that I was madly in love with because I was afraid of settling for the first person I met. But like, why would I leave someone that I'm madly in love with and I would never right. see my life without? And it's like, yeah, she doesn't get, my friends did not get like, you know, my crazy stories. I have stories that like, oh my God, like crazy stories of like dating that are like hilarious. And I have been on dates where it's like stuff that's like straight out of a movie before that I will always be thankful for. And whenever I do meet my person, like find my person, it will be, I'll be thankful to have those things. But at the same time, like they found their person at that time. Why are people making them right. feel guilty about that? You know, I, I never, I never understand like making people like feel guilty, like about the relationships they're in, like, especially like, you know, especially if they're healthy and happy ones. Exactly. I couldn't agree with you more. It's not like, oh, well, if somebody met somebody earlier or, you know, ends up with their high school sweetheart, like, oh, boohoo, they didn't do like drunk dance floor makeouts. Like they're going to be okay. No. Like they found their person and they're happy. And like, not everything is for everyone. And, and some people do things that other people like, I've never jumped out of a plane. Does that mean I'm missing out on life? Cause I now I'm like decided I'm scared to do that. Even though like earlier in life, I wouldn't have been scared, but now I'm not going to do that. Like that doesn't mean that I'm any less like have any less life experiences than anybody who has jumped out of a plane before. Like it's the same thing. It's like people do things and have experiences and other people have different experiences and we should not be like, judging people or you know saying like oh well they missed out on this pivotal part or crucial part of their 20s or their life because they did that or well like they're single for so long and you know like they really need to settle down and start their life it's like people do things when it happens and when the time is right and when they meet the right person for it and that is how life should be and people shouldn't make a big deal out of that and I think that kind of like segues into something that we did talk about, which was the advice, advice and from friends. 
especially, and this is something that I could probably talk about for hours, but I think that's something that has like really impacted like my dating life is the peanut gallery and the advice from friends. And this is something that like, I am still struggling with and like, I'm still working on, but like, um, I take the advice of a lot of people, not even just friends, but like even strangers. And like, there was a long time where I would like take that advice as fact because it's objective. Like that has to be the truth. And, um, you know, I like, and especially like when it comes from your friends who are like in relationships or or, like are dating, um, and they like love you, like sometimes, like, you know, you kind of feel like that they might know better at times. And, you know, that's something that I think that I've really had to struggle with, like with dating is all the advice from all of my friends, like when I'm dating. And I, so kind of like, this is like part of my dating history, but when I was in college, like after I got out of like my first relationship with my first boyfriend, I I met someone and we were on and off for about three years, like, you know, kind of like through college and like a little bit post-college. And like, you know, I was 20 and he was like 21 when we first met. And like every time we would like go through these things where it was like the connection was amazing. Like our first date, I think it was like a 12, 14, 15 hour date. Like we spent like all like day, like through the evening together. And, um, for years there would be times where he would just ghost me. And like, that's kind of what would happen was like, once, once the momentum was like finally starting to go somewhere, like he would ghost me. And I took that so personally, like, so like, like, uh, uh, it just, it made me so confused. Cause I was like, how am I not enough for this person? Like I, this person has opened up to me about like, you know, things about him emotionally and not even just like things about him. He wants to know about me and he's gotten me to open up emotionally. And not even just that when we're together, we're like belly laughing, crying, and then can get serious and we can have fun and all of these things. And like, and then he would just ghost me. And the thing is, is like, um, at the time, like my friends, like through college and even like this kind of trickled a little bit till post-college, they were like, oh, he just doesn't like you. Like you, he's just using you and he doesn't like you. And like, you know, he's a piece of shit, like for doing this to you. And like, you're not enough for him is basically what they would imply. And I think that they wouldn't, they didn't do that. Um, they didn't do that because they, they don't think that about me. They did that because they thought that they were like, you need to get over him. Like we think, so you need to think higher of yourself. If this guy doesn't think highly of you, then like screw him. And it's just like, I think that that kind of advice in general of like all this, and this is like just dating advice that we hear just nowadays everywhere that if it's like not a hell yes, if it's, you know, if all this stuff is going on, it, you know, it, it, it has to be you, you're not enough for them. And that. I, it's not always true. So after like, whenever I moved to Austin, me and this guy kind of like had our first, like we, we had never fought, but we had our first like fight that kind of like ended everything. Cause I finally was able to stand up to him and be like, 
why will you, why will you not date me? Like, why do you not want to make me your girlfriend? Like, this has been years of this, like, you know, couple months on and off. Like, I see how much you like me. And anyways, after that happened and during that whole like three year time period, he, the only time that he got into a relationship with someone else was whenever I got after I got into a relationship with someone else. Cause there was like a whole year in there where we didn't speak at all because I was dating somebody else, even though he would reach out to me periodically. And so anyways, but so it was just so confusing. And I like had all these friends, like, you know, tell me, and even friends like in relationships and even like their like partners telling me like, Oh yeah, like he doesn't, like you. I mean, I had some friends being like, I don't know, like that doesn't make sense. Like maybe there's something wrong and like he's going through it, but I didn't listen to them. I only listened to the negative advice and the negative criticism. And about a year ago, so he started, he got into a serious relationship with a girl about five months after like him and I had our fight and we didn't speak for two years. And then a year ago, like after him and his girlfriend broke up, like he reached out to me and I was like, I finally had, I've, I had been through other stuff and I finally had the backbone to be like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to play nice so that I can see him in person. Like I'm going to be in college station. I'm going to see him in person. I'm going to stick up to him and I'm going to tell him exactly how he made me feel and like what happened and what he did to me. And I'm so, I'm so ready to do this. Like, and this is going to make me feel good because I'm going to show him. And so <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, so like I meet up with him and we're talking and he's telling me about his recent relationship and I tell him I'm like I can't believe you know you used me for years and like you never had any intention to date me and he was just like hi um <laughs> I am so sorry that I like you know did that to you because that's not what happened he was like the times that you came into my life and the times that we were talking and during that whole three year period, here is what my life looked like that I was too embarrassed and too ashamed to tell you about. And like, it was, and it was too much for me. And like, I was too emotionally immature to explain to you what was going on and to even handle that. Like, and I like regret more than anything in the world, what I put you through because I was in love with you the entire time. Like, I was in love with you. Like those times that you felt love, I was also in love with you. And I'm so sorry. And so I think that this is something that you need to think about, like as a friend giving advice or when friends are giving you advice, sometimes if a guy is, or a girl is treating your friend poorly, it's not because they're not enough for them. Like it could be something totally different. And like your advice could severely like and negatively impact your friends, like self-esteem and self-worth. And, um, the thing is though, is that that story kind of did have a happy ending. Like, you know, we kind of reconnected and four or five months later, like he did ask me to be his girlfriend and like, which was like really like happy and sad because at that point, cause he asked me like in December of like at the end of December of like last year and you know, I had been waiting for five and a half years and I was like, you know, oh my gosh, like finally, like we can be together. And I was so in love with him again. Like I fell back in love with him, but after a few weeks of dating, looking like what the, our relationship looked like and looking at, you know, what we want out of life 
it just didn't align. Like it was like, we do not want the same things in life. We're not on the same path. And it was so heartbreaking and terrible, but, and my friends were there for me, like through all of that. And they were really supportive. Um, and now me and him, we're still, we're still friends. Like we're still on very good terms and like, he's a really awesome person. And, um, yeah, he deserves someone who is going to make him really happy. But that entire time, my friends, uh, they also did apologize to me. They're like, we're really sorry for telling you those things for those years. I was like, yeah, made me feel bad about myself, but okay. (laughs) It's, it's really tough. And, and, you know, you mentioned like, all the things they would say like, Oh, like you're not enough for him. Like he just doesn't want to be with you. He's using you. It's like, it's the whole, like, if he wanted to, he would, it's like, well, maybe he can't. And there are so many things. And like, yes, of course we want to like support our friends and, and back our friends up and hype our friends up and be like, well, fuck him. Like screw him, screw her, whatever. Like they suck. But it's like, there's so much going on that they have no idea that we don't even know about these situations that we're in. And when people try and make it so black and white, it really does such a disservice to us. I mean, I was in almost a similar situation for four years of college with my best friend from college. And he and I, it was from like freshman year till senior year. It was literally this like, will they, won't they like push pull. And I knew the whole time that he wanted to be with me. And so many times I wanted to be with him and I, I knew I loved him. I just didn't know if I was in love with him or loved him as a friend or what. And so I would try, you know, like I would try and then I would get scared and I would pull away. And his entire frat literally like bullied me throughout all of college because they hated me. They were, they thought I was like, such a bitch. They thought I was horrible. They would call me a slut if I would like, you know, like make out with him one night. And then like two weeks later, be like making out with somebody else because like, you know, he and I weren't like fully committed to each other and we were figuring it out. And they would just like, they literally like he couldn't be seen with me at certain points throughout our friendship because his friends hated me so much when they had no idea what I was feeling and how much this was hurting me and how, how much it hurt me to not be able to like be all in with him. And it, this, what the kind of similar part that's funny at the end is like we did give it a fair shot like I was literally driving back up to school for the last time end of senior year and my friend who I was driving my like lifelong childhood friend she's like do you have any like regrets of college like you know like we're driving up for the last time like honestly my only regret is that I never gave it like a 110% real shot with him and I got the opportunity to in like the last three weeks of school and I did and it literally took less than two weeks for me to be like this is not for me and my biggest regret is that I never did that from the beginning, but I couldn't, I wasn't like emotionally there. I didn't know what I want. I didn't know who I was. And again, it's like, I spent four years having this entire fraternity of guys hate my guts and call me names and talk shit about me because of this thing that I was dealing with, with this, with him. And it's just, it's really tough. And, And we're so mean to people because of things that we don't know that they're going through. And it's just so unfortunate, but I do have to ask, you know, like there are some friends that like, I I have friends who are single who I know, like they do want to find someone and they are trying and it's really hard. And like how, from your perspective, like what is the right balance of like when I should ask them about their dating lives or not, or try and encourage them to go on dates or not? Because that's something I get caught up with where like, I don't want kind of like what we talked about last week. Like, I don't want them to think that like, I think their only personality trait is that they're the single friend, but I want to support them and help them and listen, but I don't want to, you know, make them feel bad. Yeah. 
so I think that it's like two things. It's like, if the friend's bringing it up, like, you know, let them bring it up first. Don't let it be like the first thing that you ask them in the first five minutes of talking to them. However, it is kind of your job as the single friend to do other things besides just date, (laughs) to have more to your life besides that. So that people can ask you things that are more than just dating or and like maybe your job. So maybe you got to do that thing that's like really annoying and like get hobbies, which like I always like, you know, I, I have fun. Like I have a full life and I have like, you know, and then it's like, God, like now I got to like recently I was just like, you know, I need to like fulfill more things in my life besides hanging out with friends, going out and working. And so like I've picked up like dancing again and like I'm going to start volunteering and stuff soon but then I also was like okay like if I start doing these things and if I start having this stuff then my friends can maybe like start asking me things that is not just dating so and like you know ask stuff about their family so just do that first and then eventually like you know your single friends are probably going to want to bring it up with you like I and like let them kind of bring it up first and like it's fine to ask like it is definitely really fine to ask but like read the room. Also just be careful on the advice that like you give because not everything is just so like black and white and not everything is if he wanted to, he would. And not, you know, I mean, like there are times, there are times where it's like, (laughs) where, you know, I think about like, you know, three or four months after like, you know, me and like my ex ended like in January, like I was kind of seeing a guy for a little bit and I did kind of have to have a friend like interpret something for me and she was like that's definitely a booty call dm i didn't want to like i didn't want to like admit like realize it at first and then i like looked at it and i was like i'm i'm really thankful that you were that upfront with me um i'm now going to be pissed off about this so <laughs> um but yeah so it's like there are times where it's like when you are talking to you know, your single friends you're talking to them about their dating life don't be afraid to like give your opinion don't be afraid to like shoot them straight, especially if they, especially if you feel like that the situation that they're in is like not healthy or good. But once, once people get older and like, once you're older with dating, it's not that straightforward anymore. Right. It's not like guy likes girl, girl likes guy. Now they're in a relationship. Like when you get older, you become a more dynamic person you have more responsibilities, you have more trauma, you have, you, you know what you want in life. And that's going to change dating to maybe from when you were dating in high school or college or times when it was simpler and you had less stuff to think about. So dating might be different from like the time period that you were dating to like your friend in their life. And just think about that before you say something to them. Yeah. I love that point. And I think, everything you said is like, is so spot on and and accurate. And one thing I want to add is, and this is something that I've actively had to practice, especially in the last few years of, you know, like, obviously, my career revolves around dating, and I have my own relationship and, and people ask me for dating advice all the time. And something that I've had to train myself to do, which I think is something that like every friend can really, really like gain a lot from kind of putting this into practice is, you know, if my friend comes to me with, a story or a problem or something going on in their dating life, I will say, do you want me to just listen or do you want my advice? Yeah. I have friends who do that. And it's like, I like that when they ask it, it also just shows that like you respect their boundaries. Yeah. Cause sometimes like 
sometimes my friends don't want my advice at all. They're just having a hard day. They want to vent. And like, that should absolutely be allowed. And I guess I can have my thoughts and I can, you know, make those mental notes. And if they decide to ask me about it later, or if they ask for my opinion on something later, I can be like, well, like, I remember when you mentioned this thing, but also I still like, I want to be a friend. I want to be there for my friends in the way that they need. And this doesn't just go for single people. It goes for anyone in any type of relationship or whatever somebody as a friend, like what comes to you about. Sometimes people don't want advice and it's something that is really hard because, you know, we hear something and we have opinions and we want to share those opinions. And that's literally like what life is, is like having thoughts and opinions on things and talking about them. But sometimes that's not what our friends need. Yeah. And sometimes like they do just like need you there to vent and, um, you know, and like, even though like your, your lives are like separating, I mean, like, I will say this, like I have friends who have been single, like a lot of my friends here in Austin, this is actually also kind of funny. Um, (laughs) so like, I would say like in my friend group here in Austin, like the, not like my friends from high school, but like my new, like adult friends that I've met through here, um, in our friend group, we all kind of started out as like single and then, um, everybody's gotten to relationship except for me. (laughs) And, um, yeah, but a lot of them like were single for years. Like they were single for longer than me. I would say it's been about four years since my life last, this is like my boyfriend, but I've been in a lot of, I've been in about three or four exclusive two or three month things where it's like, we're on our way to relationship and it doesn't work out. And so like, they are really like empathetic and understanding to what I'm going through, which is great. Um, also one thing I've noticed about them is like, even though they've gotten into this relationships, like it really hasn't affected our friendship because like they'll go out, like we'll go out to like rainy street and stuff without the boyfriends or like, you know, we'll go hang out to the pool without the boyfriends or we do bring them. And it might be like just me ninth wheeling, but that doesn't happen very often. Or it's like, we're going to bring like other people, like, you know, other single people. It's not going to just be you. Um, don't stop inviting your friends to things. If they're going to be the other only single person, invite them and let them be, make their choice. That was another thing that I'm like really appreciative that they did. Um, one thing that did really suck though, was that in January, after I got out of my relationship, there was kind of like me and two other girls where it was just us, like, as like, you know, the single friends and like the other two girls, one of them being one of like my really good friends that I mentioned earlier, uh, like in the course of the same week, they both met their current boyfriends. One was through Hinge and then my other, my really good friend from college met her boyfriend through friends and like they, and then two weeks later, both of their current boyfriends at the same time asked them (laughs) to be their girlfriend. And then like within two weeks, I was like, oh, I didn't know we were all getting boyfriends now. I didn't know I didn't get the memo. Yeah. Y'all definitely didn't CC me on that. Like I didn't know. I didn't know that. So, um, and it was just so weird because I was like, okay, cool. I'm like the only one now not in a relationship, but I'm going, but I also like own that too. Like I don't make it like my whole, whole personality, but it's like, I can either choose here to be really, really sad and like cry about it all the time. And sometimes on that Monday, when I had to do all that stuff, I, I'm going to be sad and there's nothing that you can do about it. That's shitty. And I'm going to cry. But then like, I can also just always throw a pity party for myself and be like, all of my friends 
friends have boyfriends and no one will ever love me. Or I could just be like, this is my life. Um, and I'm going to figure it out and we're going to have fun. And my friends love me and I'm going to deal with this and life is going to move on because there's more to me than being in a relationship. And there's more to life than just being in love. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) To all of that. Oh my God. That was beautiful. Yeah. And, and look like, again, I, I said it earlier in the episode, but like, I just like, really proud of you for, you know, knowing who you are and knowing what's important to you and, and being able to accept yourself and where you're at while also being able to celebrate your friends and and their accomplishments and the people that they've met, because I know that is really hard to do. And it's really hard to, you know, look at other people's lives and not be like, Oh, well, like, well, what's wrong with me? If like, they can all find that and I can't, and like, why are they leaving me behind? Like you look at them and you're like, you're so genuinely happy for them. And they're so lucky to have you and, and you're so lucky to have them and, and just all like the transparency and honesty that you've been able to maintain in these friendships throughout all of these life transitions is just, it's really amazing. And and something that I really hope everyone can kind of take away from this episode. So thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I know that like, it sucks. Um, but like it, and there are times where it's, really frustrating like especially I mean yeah like especially like over these past few years especially the relationship that I got out of recently it's really frustrating because it was another one of those oh it's not like we didn't like each other or like that we weren't enough but it was like external forces like (laughs) prevented us from like being together and you know and it's like hard especially when all of your friends are in relationships and are happy and that is something that you've wanted for a very long time not not just to have but it's just like you know you've wanted to feel cared for and you've wanted to be in love and like you know but I think that the only thing that like really gets me through that and like gets me through even like my current breakup is that like my dating history through all of the heartbreak and through all of like the good times and all the times I feel like loved and appreciated for it. It's beautiful. It might be traumatizing, scary, and sad at a lot of parts of it and insane, but it's also beautiful. And like, I'm going to be okay. And every, anyone who's listening to this, like if every single person around you is getting married and having kids and having a baby, like, you're there's nothing wrong with you you're not behind like take a deep breath it's gonna be okay (laughs) you're not alone you're not the only one going through this at all and you your time will come and in the meantime you're creating this amazing life for yourself and and learning who you are and learning how to be independent and that's such an important thing too yeah and also one person's experience isn't I think another problem that we try to do is we try to say like one's is better than the other. Like, yeah, well, like, you know, you should be so lucky being single and like, you know, really discovering yourself and like having like all this stuff, which is true. Like I'm discovering myself. I don't have to report to anyone. I get to do all these fun things and I get all these cool experiences. I don't have the stability of a relationship. I do not have like a person looking out for me. I do not have my person and I do not have that stability that, like, you know, would be nice. Um, that doesn't, but also like me, like growing or whatever as a person doesn't make my experience better than my friends who did find their people earlier than me. Exactly. It's just different. 
there's no better or worse. There's no like the grass is always greener. It's just different and it's uniquely your own and everybody gets to have their own experience, whatever it is. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm as much as like, I like being single really sucks and I don't want to be alone. Like I'm happy being single. I would much rather like be alone than just be with someone to be with someone. And I think a lot of people who are single for years and are dating and like are in the same situations that I'm in, like you should just give yourself a pat on the back because there's a lot of people out there that would just cave in to just be with someone. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't want to be with just someone. You want to be with the right person. Right. Yeah. yeah. Again, seriously, can't thank you enough. This has been so great. And to everyone who listened, thank you so much for tuning in. Do not forget, send this to the single friend in your friend group, the huh. single friends, the single cousin you have, your coworker who you know is a single friend in their friend group. Send this to the group chat. You know that your friends will love to hear it and will feel so much better after hearing it. If you loved it, extra specially, post it on your Instagram story, tag seeing other people and give a five-star rating and review. And of course, stay tuned for the next Unfiltered.